Welcome back to the show. Make Pods Great Again. Hope everybody's doing well. Before we get started tonight, though, we're going to talk about our sponsor, Coach Soak. Uh, our girl, Nikki, has been using their bath salts now for a few weeks. Nikki, how are they treating you? It makes it sound like you've been on drugs. <laughs> or like I've been on drugs. We both probably. We both probably been on drugs. I don't know. Uh, no, it's been great. I've been taking these mineral baths. I think here's the great debate, the great question. Do you shower before or after your bath? Uh, before and after. Okay. Yeah. I've been doing the same thing because I feel like I need to like wash first and then I get to sit in the water, but either way, sitting in the hot water and these coach soak mineral baths has been making me feel a lot better lately. I am now a bath convert. I wasn't really into them before, but now I, um, I definitely don't want to do these like two days I've been able to do during quarantine, uh, without being able to soak in a mineral bath in between because I just get too sore, too stiff. And this has been a really good way to, to break that up and help me recover. Oh man, I love a good soak. There's no better way to recover by doing absolutely nothing but sitting in hot water. That's <laughs> yeah. the best. And all you guys can too. So all you need to do is go to coachsoak.com, C-O-A-C-H-S-O-A-K.com. And uh, you'll save 15% of your first order by using the promo code MPGA at checkout. That's MPGA, just like make pods great again. Go figure. Uh, you'll also get free shipping on all orders and a 100% money back guarantee. So with that, onto the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Back with my bestie as always, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Oh, you know, day of quarantine here, so doing great. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Swear to God, my daughter uh, walked in the door on Thursday. Now, I, wanna, I need to preface this by saying that uh, I've, I've been divorced since they were three and five. They're 18 and 16 now. I've literally had them every Thursday for 13 years, right? Okay. Every Thursday. They roll in on Thursday this week. I, I'm like, I'm sitting in the front of the house. I was playing guitar where my music room is. And they come walking in the door and I'm like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, it's Thursday. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it's Thursday. I'm like, hey, are Dad. you are you sure it's, it's not Wednesday? They're like, Come no. On, yeah, <laughs> we're sure it's Thursday. I'm like, oh my God, I've completely and utterly lost track of time. So. Damn. Welcome to the quarantine and welcome to the show, my head twin and uh, buddy, Sean Woodland. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I, like I said, I have been looking forward to this all week. Thank you so much for having me. And it's just Aww. a pleasure to talk to you too. I miss you no. guys. Miss you too. It's been forever since we had no. a chance to freaking work together and I'm so am in fear. What was the last, was it? Uh, the games, probably the last time we all saw each was other, was it? No. It's probably the, the games, maybe? Yeah, yeah. it was, it was absolutely the games was the last time. Dude. The last time I saw you. Time flies. Lame. And I feel like most of our chances of seeing each other again this summer are quickly disappearing, though we do have to talk at some point about the craziness that is the CrossFit Games claiming yes. that things are going to happen at the ranch in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll definitely weeks, talk about that. Um, before we get there, um, we we'll just kind of want to check in <laughs> with you in quarantine and see like how you're doing, how life is going, especially because you're a new dad. Yeah. We barely have spoken to you since then. So yeah. how's dad life? Dad life is really good. Um, I am fortunate enough that my wife has been a rock star. I mean, she's taken on the majority of the burden. It's first, he's almost, he's almost two months. He'll be two months next week. So That's first crazy. Week. Um, but you know, I'll be, it, it's funny because my life really hasn't changed that much. Hmm. This whole thing. I, I worked from home before things started, uh, and then you know, Max is born on February twenty seventh, 
And the plan was, is that my wife was going to take a significant amount of time off of work. So she was going to be home at this time anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, I'm still going about my daily life. I, I walk the dogs to take care of the kid, uh, work out in my garage. Like I always have. So I'm one of those fortunate people. Thank goodness awesome. for that. Um, and you know, but we don't, and you know, we even are friends, but not in the way that we used to. We, we, we kind of started this thing we call driveway coffee where we'll go, like we'll run to Starbucks or one, a local coffee shop that we like here, uh, in San Jose. And then we'll just go deliver it to them. And then we just hang out in our driveway, stay six feet apart and talk and, and try to make the best of that. But, uh, you know, I I have been extremely fortunate during this whole thing. And and, and so is my wife, because she actually got an opportunity to work from home instead of taking time off. So, you know, it's, it's good. Definitely could be a lot worse. Um, but you know, and I appreciate the message that John sent me like right after Max was born, right when this whole thing started, he sent me a really nice message about how his, one of his daughters was born you know, closely after 9-11. And you mm-hmm. wonder what kind of world do you, did you bring your kid into? And I was certainly having those thoughts when this whole quarantine thing started and things got get, started getting super serious. And, you know, I wondered that a lot. Like, did I, and I hope I didn't bring him into like a, a really terrible world that's going to be this way for the, the foreseeable future and for the vast majority of him growing up. I hope that's yeah. not the case. But. Oh, oh, you did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that, yeah, but the, just hearing from when, when John sent me that message, that was certainly nice. So greatly appreciated. Thank you, John, for for that. I don't think I've formally ever. Oh man. I remember that like it was yesterday. I mean, you know, Mira was born in November of 2001 and, um, you know, September 11th had just happened, you know, a couple of months earlier. And, you know, but at that point, like the news had ramped up kind of like it has with this, you know, when, yeah. when, the, when it's all started hitting, like it's just slowly started to to build and build and build until we all started getting quarantined. It's kind of what it felt like then to me, and you yeah. have this no, new baby at home, here. you're, you know, you're sitting on the couch, you're holding this new baby and you're like, oh my God, the world's going to hell. You know, we were going to war. Like mm-hmm. it was scary, you know? And it, so it felt the same way to me when this was happening. And, you know, I, I don't know what, triggered it like i saw a picture i think of you holding uh max and it just reminded me of when mira was that age you know and yeah it is scary but you know everything passes eventually well and that's the thing you think about that and i mean that seems like yesterday when that happened i might remember right where i was and everything that happened that day and that was nearly 20 years ago okay and wow, things got we are old as fuck <laughs> yeah damn that was 20 years you were it was so 20 right? years just about yeah. i mean it's 18. 18 months away from his 20th from his 20th anniversary so yeah, but I think that's, you know, that there were, this is the second time in my life now where I have said things are going to be different when this all blows over. And, it, you know, and maybe for the, hopefully some of it's for the better. Yeah. So, let's try wow. to say. What a cool, like, poignant dad moment that the two of you had. That's why, <laughs> I mean, it's not something you don't really even think about. Like, you yeah. know, you think about the people who are, obviously going to work and on the front lines of all this and the people who are stuck in their homes and maybe having a difficult time. But for, for you, Sean, who's going through kind of like a momentous time in your life, like that's a whole nother perspective of, you know, I think of the people who were supposed to get married and the people who even, you know, the people who qualified and were trying CrossFit games, like everyone had a thing, a big momentous thing um, in their lives right now. And that's, that's sort of just another layer on top of all the craziness that's out there right now that you don't always stop and think about. Yeah, but we've been, you know, we've been really lucky to be able to deal with it the way we have. You know, our lives have not been disrupted too much. So I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Is it everything you thought it would be? I mean, do you have like your white <laughs> new balances out and your tube no, socks? I do, and- no, not yet. Not yet. But I, but I have, uh, no, um, you know, I, I, uh, 
I do value the time. I know it's funny. I know why my father used to spend so much time in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> you know, the, the only alone time he ever got, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, so I get that. Um, but my wife and I have a schedule kind of worked out. I'm the night owl. So I, I stay up a little later. She'll go to bed early. And then I, I usually kind of have some time to myself, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten that far. I mean, I, I do listen. I do appreciate a well manicured lawn when I'm walking through the neighborhood. You know, I might just stop. That's a nice lawn. I need to do. What what do you do for your lawn? What kind of product you putting on that? That, Those kind of conversations are being had more often. You know, we had a friend of mine. uh, One of our friends came over yesterday morning and uh, and dropped off some you know dropped off some coffee for us because we were usually bringing it to them. And uh, he said, "Hey, do you park in your garage?" I said, "Yeah, I actually have some room in here." He goes, "Oh, let me see." And opened it up. He goes, "We had just had it redone because Tommy and I kind of turned it into a studio space as well." And, uh, yeah, we just start having those stupid conversations. Yeah, you just put a couple two by fours up there, embrace the thing and remove, you know, so that's You're like, woo, I got this dad thing done. Yeah, exactly. So that <laughs> is, I am barreling down that road. <laughs> that's awesome. You were meant for that life. For I think sure. so. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to embrace it. I don't think like, I don't think I'm ever going to, because I have Tommy there sort of, you know, kicking me back on track. I don't think I'm ever going to go with the full, you know, jorts with the tucked in white polo shirt oh. and the Air Monarchs. I don't think that's going to happen. All right. But there might be some clothing decisions that are based on practicality more than style in my future. We might need to run things by Tommy first yes, and foremost that's before going a, out into public. Well, he's a good buffer. Yeah. <laughs> the good, a good buffer back into the cool zone. There, there are things about being a dad that make you make, you know, questionable clothing choices. I, I ordered a bunch of Fit Aid the other night and they sent me a fanny pack and I got unduly excited about it in front of Megan. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I can you're put not, so much stuff in here. Yeah, know? she was like, You're not wearing that. And I'm like, Yes, I am. She's like, Not in front of me or not. I'm like, Okay. Aww. Because the point, the thing they did, they, those kids don't understand is for us, like the race is over. You know, the uniform's off. Yeah. Like, we're just enjoying the post game moment. We're going to do what we can. And yeah, you know, if I'm, if I have to wear a fanny pack to help me carry a few extra things that I might need or on my day, then gosh darn it, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Exactly. Look, Ma, no hands. Yeah, who it's am so I utilitarian. <laughs> it's perfect. Yep. Well, I think I, you should both embrace the fanny pack. 100%. I, I haven't gone that far yet. <laughs> I, I love giving new dad advice. Love it. It's like my favorite thing to do. The biggest thing I, I will tell you right off the top, John, is you can't mess up a baby at all. Like all you yeah. gotta do is feed them, keep them clean. That's it. They don't even realize you're a dumbass till they're about 10. Hmm. No, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, you're not going to remember the fact that I just screwed this up, you know, or you're not yeah. going to remember that. So let's just keep, I, I like, keep them alive, keep them happy and just, you know, day by day. They think you're a rock star, like that whole from like five to nine age. They just think mm-hmm. you're brilliant. They think you're the smartest person on the planet. Nothing you can do wrong. I distinctly remember the day Megan realized that I was a dumbass, though. She was she had to be like 10 or 11. I remember the look of disappointment in her face. I swear to God. I do. <laughs> she asked me some question about her homework. And I'm like, oh, let me think about that. And I whip up my phone and pretend like I'm texting. And she's like, are you Googling the answer to this? And I'm like, um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yes. work smart, not hard, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's when she realized daddy didn't know everything. Yeah, well, it's like that David Tell, one of my favorite comedians, said one time, he goes, I used to think my dad was Superman. And then I got older and realized he was just some weirdo who liked to wear a cape. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I can't wait until your kid gets into like all the like fanfare and the Star Wars and the things that you guys yeah. can do together. And I'm, he's going to think that's cool for so long. Yeah, he better because his old man does. So. Totally. Yeah, oh, he will. If you do, he will. Me and the girls are sitting around watching uh, anime Star Wars today. Have you ever oh, seen that? Really? I have not. Which it, so which one? 
Dude, uh, it was just on YouTube. I and it was. Right. Um, oh, I have, I've seen someone did a. I saw someone who did like a scene that was really cool. Like dude, it was, was amazing, and it's all in Japanese. And yeah. Darth Vader sounds so effing cool in Japanese. Like he sounds really <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so good. Not you know, not that James Earl Jones isn't an amazing actor, right. but Seriously. oh my god, it was so good, so good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that stuff. I've had it in front of the TV a couple times. Like actually, right now. Uh, NBC is replaying game five of the 2014 Stanley cup finals where the Kings win in overtime and win the cup. And Amazing. I'm like, with everything explaining everything that's happening and what was, he doesn't get it, but it's like, you trust me, you're going to enjoy it. One day, this is part of your upbringing. You need to know these yeah. moments. You oh, I inter- love that you're doing that. It's like how some people like read books to their babies, even though right. they don't understand you like commentate over your favorite sports yeah. to your kid. I watched, love that. Watch game seven of the 1993 Campbell conference finals where Wayne Gretzky scored the hat trick against the Maple Leafs and put the Kings in the Stanley cup finals. And I explained to him, I was like, you know, this was big because they hadn't been to the, he has no idea what I'm saying, but I had to practice the speech. So when he actually does, then I can, you know, I can explain the significance of that moment. My heart is like bursting right now. <laughs> you got to introduce him to rock music. Yes. Been doing that. Uh, and you know, it's funny. We have our pediatrician is awesome. He, he, first time we took Max in, he goes, listen, just make him part of your lives. You know, don't adjust your schedule. Try to make him part of your schedule. If you play punk rock at home, play punk rock at home, get him used to it. If you watch movies, watch movies. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I was like, all right, well then I'm not going to totally ruin it. Yeah, to this day, my my oldest still loves Nirvana to this day because of it. Oh, see, that's just good parenting right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. When um, I remember a few couple years ago, I was at the ad agency I work at. We were working on like a major baby wipes brand, and mm-hmm. we were polling a ton of parents about like what stage was the best and how did you how did you deal with your kid when they were six months old versus a year old and what did you use and you know what was your schedule like and all that stuff and we distinctly referred to the first like eight or nine months as the potted plant stage where it's like they're they're like they're just there like your life happens and they're just there like yes you have to feed and clothe and whatever but like you put them in the corner and they they just sit there you put them there and they sit there like a potted plant in the corner of the room (laughs) it is what it is until they start crawling and then all all goes to hell Right. And then the world has to move up a couple of feet. Then they walk and then the world moves up a couple more feet. Yeah. It's, right. And then they it's drive and the world stops. Yeah. I, I try to, I try to just, you know, even in the middle of the night when he's, when he wakes up and again, my wife is dealing more with that than I am. I just wake up. Mm. I try to just be like, yeah, this is pretty cool. You know, this ain't, this ain't forever. So try not cool. to get upset about it. Well, you guys want to talk about like the craziness that is CrossFit yeah, games right about now. All kinds of fun stuff. Dude, I like, I don't really know how to handle the most recent news, which is the sort of declaration that the games will happen in some way, shape or form. Like we will crown the fittest on earth across the games, tweeted it, posted it on their Instagram, how it's going to happen, where, with what athletes, like these are all questions that no one can answer yet, but it was just, it, it is the first sort of, declaration of any kind of solid information since this whole coronavirus shit hit the fan, because we've all just been sitting here watching sanctionals get canceled and wondering what the hell is happening next. And what are we going to see? What are we going to cover? So I don't know, like, I don't, I don't really know how to process it or or handle it. What are your first thoughts, Sean? Uh, I think it was good for them to come out and say something Mm -hmm. Uh, because there were a lot of people who were wondering just from a logistical standpoint, like what do I have to do with plans that I've made to get to Madison right now. I had a, a buddy of mine who uh, was planning on going with his athletes to the games. And he kept, he messaged me a couple of times. He goes, Hey, do you know anything? Cause I've got like a $2,000 deposit due. That's non-refundable. 
on this Airbnb that I've got reserved by May 1st. And if they don't say anything, like, I don't know if I should keep it or not. And right. it, so I think that it was good. First of all, that, that CrossFit came out and said, okay, here's what's going to happen. Fans, sorry, it's, we're not going to have an event where fans can be there right. this year. So at you least if people know, I don't have to drop a bunch of money on tickets or worry about getting to Madison at all. And then I also think it was good that they said, we are going to do something. And when we, when Tommy and I talked to Dave, you know, they said they're exploring all options. And I think it's good that they didn't cancel it because I think they need to, they need to keep some sort of momentum for when after this passes and we get back to some sense of normalcy and we can start having events again. But to your point, so many unknowns about how many athletes are you going to get? Are you even going to be able to get athletes from outside the United States? Uh, you know, how many events are you going to have? Well, and like, even it, just on the athletes, like, okay, so we, we know who qualified in the previous sanctionals. We know who qualified out of the open. We know who the national champions are, but there were a dozen other opportunities where people were still banking on their chance to qualify for games. So how do you just cut the field as it was? I mean, that doesn't seem, there are so many big names that yeah. we still were anticipating. We're going to walk away with a sanctional win. This is not going to be a perfect solution, but I think it's yeah. going to be the best solution that they can come up with. And I think, you know, if you had, if, if I were sitting in their spot right now, I'd probably say, okay, let's take everybody who qualified through the open as far as individuals. First of all, I'd have, you'd have, you have to go online with the, uh, with the masters and the age groups. That's got to be purely online because you just can't bring all those people out to the ranch and fit everybody unless you're going to do it on different weekends. And because you're going to do it at the ranch and that's a private residence, you do have a little more flexibility there. So you could do it on two separate weekends. I guess I just don't, I just don't foresee that happening only because media coverage for them already went by the wayside as of right. last year. Yeah. So doing it online and providing updates via the leaderboard and things like that would be not quite as different. Do you know no, what I mean? I would, I would agree hundred percent with that. I think that 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 is it's highly highly in my book it's highly likely that the age groups move completely online this year was i almost think that would be better for them because if if it were on two separate weekends and there was going to be no coverage and no whatever no whatever then you're asking a lot of them to spend the money to go out there right rather than do it on their own. They may disagree because I know that there's an argument to be made for, you know, <laughs> the competition being as legit as possible and nobody cheating and nobody this, nobody that. Like mm. that is all going to get very messy. So maybe it would be better in a sense if it were live, but you're also asking a lot of them to make the trip for right. their own little weekend that might not necessarily get as much competition. Exactly. As right, as because just, you still yeah. have to pay for the services to get that streamed. Right. And you're going to do that on two different weekends. That's twice as much. much money, basically. So yeah. I think we can pretty much bank on the age groups being online. I could be mm -hmm. wrong, but things may change drastically, but I think that's where you start. You say, okay, so now we don't have to worry about that. We'll have that as an online competition. Then the teams are another thing where I wonder, what are they going to do with that? Because right now, I think Tommy and I were talking about this. They have, I think they have 10 teams qualified. So that's 40 mm -hmm. at least, just at the minimum, 40 people you got to bring out to the ranch. Now, if you're going to do that in conjunction with the individual competition, you are very quickly running out of space of where to put people on that property. Oh, you, yeah. can, you can maybe, the, the CrossFit HQ isn't too far from Aromas, so you could maybe kind of house some people or at least sort of have them gathered there, and then you can sort of shuttle people back and forth. But it all, it, it wouldn't, I don't want this to happen, but it would be if they just canceled the team competition for a year and put it off until next year. Unless, again, they're going to try to do that on a separate weekend. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's very clear that they're focusing on the individuals and they should, because that's the competition that everybody likes to watch. The individuals sure. are the biggest draw. 
teams have, I think, have gotten bigger because of the advent of the super teams. Mm-hmm. People have more interest in it. And I think that's a good argument to possibly having it on a different weekend. I mean, there's certainly a lot of athletes at you know, Rich Froning who people would want to watch compete. Totally. When you look at the individuals, and it's so hard to project how things are going to change in the next couple of months because there's no guarantee that they are going to stick to the original date of having the games late July, early August. They may punt it another month into September to buy themselves some more time. Well, they have no reason to. If we're not going to be in Madison and we're not sort of, you know, stuck to the contract at the Alliant Energy Center, then there's no real reason other than, you know what? I was going to say other than the athletes already have that date set aside, but really everything has gone to shit. Like there are no rules. Like it is an absolute blank playbook at this point. You you might have had a date in your mind and it might be canceled or it might be pushed back or it might be this or that you just it, like no one right. can call bullshit on that anymore because it's there are no rules yeah and i think that also if they were to push it into september it not only gives them more of an opportunity to put together a really good online qualifier and work out all the kinks there you know and have that have give athletes enough time to not only complete the workouts but also enough time to do a thorough review of all the tapes you're going to get but it also uh allows the sanction events that are still trying to get in this year to find a weekend to, to, to take place because right now they're all sort of scrambling. Like we got to get done by July. Well, if you punted a couple months, now you, you're given in the month of August as well. So that may open it up to the sanction events to actually get their events in. So I, I would love to see them delay it a little bit. And again, just to buy themselves more time to see what is going to change with this whole situation as far as public gatherings and, and allowing people in the same place. And, you know, yeah. I think that would be a smart move. And then you got to figure out, okay, well, how many individuals are we going to bring? And how do we narrow that field down? Um, because if you're going to do, if you're going to do an online qualifier with everybody, with all the national champions and everybody who qualified through the open and everybody who's going to end up qualifying through the sanctioned events, I don't know if you can just spot check one or two videos. I mean, I think you need videos from everybody that you need to watch mm-hmm. in order to make it fair. Now, maybe they say, no, we, we just can't do that. We're going to have to rely on the affiliates to, to validate these. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, I think that to really sort of keep what the games are all about, you have to do as thorough a job as you possibly can to make sure that you get whatever the right amount of people that you're trying to get the aromas are, that you do that the best way possible and make sure it's on the up and up. Um, I'm just so concerned about the field and the people that we're missing. The, the dozen or so other events that were canceled that could have well brought very big names, known, trusted CrossFit Games athletes. Well, back when to you, when you look at the open leaderboard and you look at who's qualified so far, especially on the women's side, there are not a ton of big names out there who have yet to qualify. That's true. So you could, it's not ideal, but you could take, if you had to, you could take everybody who qualified through the open and you could take your 10 qualifiers through sanction events and you could mm-hmm. start there. And you could have an online qualifier and you can just say, sorry, national champions. We just, because look, let's be honest. Those, the national champions who qualify through the open, who didn't get in inside that blue line and who are not qualifying through sanctioned events. What, how big of a factor are they really going to be? Well, they're not absolutely not. Right. So that just might have to be a sacrifice that you make, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, there are a lot of different scenarios that they could do, but I think sort of the sweet spot that they're going to try to hit is going to have be 20 men, 20 women. And then if you, if you get that, now you have 40, then you can bring the teams as well. So that's 80 people. Mm-hmm. And think back mm-hmm. to 2016, that's exactly how many people that they had in 2016 there mm-hmm. because they had 40 men and 40 women that they took to the ranch for one day. Hmm. So you could maybe make that work. Now, I don't know how 
you know, where you keep everybody or, you know, how, how you're going to adhere to social distancing and all that. Right. But it wouldn't shock me if that's sort of what they're shooting for. Now, how you get there, I don't know. You know, the other thing I think is that if, if they do punt it a couple months and then we've got more time for everyone to, you know, figure out what the hell is going on in the world and maybe some of the sanctioned events that are still on, because I think there's one or two that are still, you know, yet to cancel and a couple more that have wanted to reschedule for July. <clears throat> My concern is that those events, as it stands right now, even if, even if things get a little bit better in the world, might not be able to go on just because even if, you know, social distancing guidelines are lifted slightly, I mean, they're not just going to be lifted and we go back to normal. It's going to be like, all right, now 10 people in a room at a time. All right, now 20 people in a room at a time. And it's probably not going to be 300 people in a room at a fucking time, <laughs> not yeah. anytime soon. So like, obviously the games in and of itself that they're going to have to deal with, you know, whatever California's rules are at the time. But I mean, look at like Asbury in July. I mean, that's, we're so close here on the East coast to the epicenter of all of this in New York. There is no way they're going to let a couple hundred people in a place at one time in the next two months. It's just not happening. So, no, I would, I would agree. I, I think that there are a lot of the sanction events right now that are, you know, they just gotta, they gotta figure out if we want to pull the plug and just try to regroup for 2021 because yeah. I, to your point, and Tommy and I were talking about this yesterday with our, our patrons on our, our Q and a that we do with them. Um, you know, you got to think, can you even make money from a sanction event standpoint? A lot, I mean, it's hard for them to make money anyway. Those are expensive events to put on. Yeah. But if you have no fans and you have no vendors, no way. And you try to put on a stream. You're not, you know, what you, is that worth your while? No. Um, so yeah, I, I but I, I think if you look at this through, cross its eyes and you say, if we took the top in the open, everyone who qualified and everyone who's qualified through sanction events, that's going to give us a pretty good field to narrow down. Like we can, the fittest person on earth is in that group. Yeah. Oh yeah. So does that, ex- you know, yeah, it's, it stinks for the, for people who thought they were going to be able to make it to the games this year who were a national champion. But at the end of the day, when it comes to crowning the fittest and by, I mean the winner, it, are those national champions going to be a factor? And they probably won't be. No. You're just gonna have to find a way. They're just gonna have to find a way to hold as good a competition as they possibly can, um, and not you know. I'm trying to think what the. I don't want to say legitimacy, but but trying to trying to hold the best competition they possibly can, and not and they're gonna upset some people, but that's gonna be it. And just but not upset too many to where that they don't want to continue to be a fan of the sport moving on to the future. I feel like that's like John's outlook on life. How do I post memes to like to get the point across and not offend too many people, but offend exactly. some people? Right. Like you got to piss off ten percent of your audience. That's the mm-hmm. rule. That's a that's a hard rule. You at least ten percent. Like they'll get it. They'll get it right. How many people came out the first year? How many people competed at the ranch? Do we know? Hey, I don't. It wasn't. I think it was like seventy something. And that's the thing. Like, if you look at if you look at then two thousand eight and two thousand nine, they had gigantic crowds there. I mean, for that area, they had right, big crowds right. and a lot of athletes. So it is doable to have. I think I think eighty is your like the max that you can have there. So if that, that'd be ten teams and then, uh, you know, twenty men, twenty women. I mean, think about it. Like, oh. you know, there, there's so many things. I I hate to even speculate to some degree, but you know, you invite them all out, and you know they they've already said. You know, at least they were anticipating this year that the what was the first three events is you know there's going to be a cut, so mm-hmm. you could invite out a hundred people, cut forty of them on the first event. Like, 
you know, it's just an expensive trip for people. That's the, yeah. that's really and there's the issue. another scenario where that maybe happens online. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. You do, you do your first three events online and then you make the cuts after that. And then maybe you do another online qualifier after that to cut down a little further, if you want to include the whole field, but then, you know, time becomes a serious factor with that. Yeah. It just does because you have to make sure that, you know, scores are validated, videos are reviewed, and that doesn't take, that's not fast. Like that, that is not a fast process over there. Right. I just like, my heart breaks for people. Like we had Steph Chung on a couple of weeks ago yeah. and we, we actually had her on the day that her and I were supposed to fly to Iceland together. And she was, uh, you know, very hopeful for the podium at that competition and looked really good going into it too. And it's people like that who were like, just about to like punch her ticket. And they knew, you know, they, they were formulating their season properly, making sure they were spending money for the competitions where they wanted to go. Like no one was being lazy specific and qualify there later on in the season. So I have time here and I have time there and whatever it is. So it's just those, my heart breaks for those people because they would have and could have put on a really good show this year as, as athletes and they need it for their career. Like yeah. no, just those for fun. The, the athletes and I, that who are in, who are kind of in, you know, not the super top elite elite, but are still really good and can, you know, make a little noise at the games. Those are the mm-hmm. ones who are being hurt the most by this yeah. because they're not the ones who are vying for the huge prize, uh, prize purses at, at the games. Um, but when they get to a, a good size sanction event, they can maybe earn a little money and, and yeah. also get themselves to the games. And then that's, that snowballs into sponsorships and other things yes. like that. That's what I'm thinking. They're the people that can win like a specialty event who they might not be on the podium, but they might like, you know, take it in a, in a gymnastics event or in something out on the field. And then that, that leaves them with some sort of something they do. I do an interview with them. They get a sponsor out of that. Like they get right. to c- continue their career for another. We've talked about it a million times. These athletes are not making great money. So they need that momentum and they need those pushes. And I just, my heart breaks for them. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that is why we need, sorry, jump. That, I was just gonna say, that's why we need, uh, we need to keep this momentum because f- when we do get back to normal, we need to make sure that the sport is where it was before all this happened. Totally. So people like that can prosper. Yes. See, I, I kind of hope we never get back to normal, quote unquote. Like I, I think this, this whole event, the quarantine is going to force people to think about their training differently. It's going to force them to think about the sport differently. And it's going to force them to think about gyms differently. I mean, you think of all the gyms that are, are probably never going to reopen mm-hmm. and, and how many of those gyms are owned by athletes. Like they have to start thinking about what is life outside of competing? Can I compete and support my family? I mean, there's so many aspects and I mean, we, I could talk about this for hours probably, but you start thinking about all these athletes that were banking on going to the games and getting sponsors and like what that was going to mean to them and likely not going to happen now. They have to start thinking of different avenues. Like it's, I kind of hope it doesn't get back to normal. I want, I want all of CrossFit to start thinking differently. Like the sport, lives hand to mouth. It really does. Like, you know, most of these gyms run on like a 30 day cycle and that's why a lot of them are going to close and they've got to start thinking like business owners. And I, I do think that's going to be some of the unintended consequences and benefits of this is that you'll see a lot of gyms come out significantly stronger. It's going to force these young, their young kids. Cause I'm old as fuck, but it's going to force these young kids to start thinking about business and how do I stay open? How do I provide more value to my members? And, you know, how do I approach this sport differently that I'm not so reliant on, you know, X company to buy me a plane ticket to fly out to Iceland. 
You know, they've got to, yeah. they've got to start thinking about that. So there will be some positives that come out of this long term. It's going to hurt right now. And I think there's going to be an asterisk on this season. And I hate that because it's going to be Frazier's fifth win likely. And I just hate the thought that there might be an asterisk on that. Cause I wanted to see him win five and mm. he still, he still might, he might not, I don't know, but um, you know, I just, I think it's It's going to be a very interesting time when this is over. That's some solid dad advice right there. <laughs> kids got to start thinking about your future. Well, hey, they, they it's do. true it's because true. I've been totally. when, man, I've been doing CrossFit since 2007 oh, and gee. I've been to affiliates. Like I belong to affiliates that I would not call businesses. They were gyms that some guy opened up because he wanted a place to work out and he wanted his friends to come over. And then he figured out, well, okay, I guess I need to start charging now. And it was never set up as a business. And those places usually don't last. Um, and now I think to John's point, gyms are like, oh, wait, we actually have to provide a service to our members that keeps them here because they can take the money that they're spending on a membership of every month here. They can send it to Rogue, get some equipment that they can have at home, and they don't need to ever pay me again. I mean, now granted, you're not getting the coaching, but there's so many resources out there for people you know, who, who want to get better. But um, I think that a lot of businesses, a lot of cross gyms specifically, are figuring out that there are other things that we can offer our members. Like, hey, you know what? If you're not able to come in for a few weeks, sure, we can rent you some equipment. You yep. can take them. That's fine. We'll offer online Zoom classes. Like, how, that, that's been great. We can offer, yeah. do, we can offer you a program for you if you don't want to Let's say you want to come into the affiliate uh, multiple times uh, uh, at home permit. So there are a lot of things that I think they're going to come to this that make affiliates run better and offer more valuable uh, services to their, to their members. Yes. My affiliate owner, um, at, his name is Dave. The gym is CrossFit Windrose here in tiny little Rhode Island. I have never seen him busier. He is cranking. Like the gym's closed, obviously. He's cranking on work all day, every day, like not working out himself, not taking care of his own wads in order to continuously develop programs to keep members engaged. We have trivia on Zoom right after this, right after we record. I'm like hopping on a Zoom call with the entire gym so we can play trivia that he like does a screen share and put together a PowerPoint and just like, you know, all the programming, he's doing nutrition, he's offering to like, you know, do people's calculate their BMIs and stuff from afar. Like it's nuts. Like he's the type of gym owner that's going to survive because he's figuring out how to make it into a, a, a business outside of just come and work out and leave. But you're right, John, like there's a lot of people who haven't thought that far ahead. Right. And it's going to change things. I also hope, and you know, this isn't a critique of HQ necessarily. It is a little, but I, I hope it's going to force the affiliate owners to go, what is the $3,000 a year getting me? Hmm. Yeah. They have to ask that question. Like, so now we're in the middle of a pandemic. We all have to close down all of us. What's HQ going to do? And, and I think they've been stepping up. Don't get me wrong. Again, it's not a critique. I think they've certainly, mm-hmm. you know, I think they were caught unaware like everybody else. But I, my hope is, and, you know, I do believe, you know, Greg's well-intentioned when it comes to the affiliates and, and the community, I'm hopeful that CrossFit will, as a company, We'll say, okay, when this happens again, how do we better support our affiliates that we don't have to do an online competition, which was great. The online competition was a great idea and it, you know, seems like it was really successful and they helped raise some money, but it's got to be more than that. You know, paying the three grand a year should get you more than just the logo and the trademark. It just should. Yeah. Well, that's a question that was being asked even before any of this happened. Mm-hmm. In conversations that I've had with people who own gyms and some pretty big name people who own gyms, that is a com- that's a question that they've been asking for a while, and they don't. You know, the, the only thing I would ever say is that well, if you look at 
you know, CrossFit fights a lot of battles in court and a lot of legislation that if enacted would have a pretty adverse effect on affiliates and affiliates are never aware of that. Like if you go to the, if you go to CrossFit.com and I think if there's a, it's a, like the fight section or battles or whatever that you yeah. go there, a lot of that is lined up. But I also know, I, I spoke to an affiliate owner the other day and she told me that, you know, she just doesn't know what that money is getting her because you, that they have her gym because she lives in a pretty populated area that has a lot of options. They sometimes have problems retaining members. And when Greg was asked that question at the 10 year affiliate, yeah, what do I do? His so affiliate owners that are they're like, well, we need some support. We need something from HQ to kind of help us retain our members. And what is that? And to John's you know, your question, I don't think there's an answer for that mm-hmm. right now. And I think that needs to be better articulated in the future. Well, I definitely think they need to articulate it better. I do think there's an answer to it. I just don't think they do a good job of, of messaging it. And I was reading, um, I was just reading the news yesterday and it said the number one cause of death during this uh, COVID crisis or, or the number one cause of people that get COVID is obesity. And it really struck me as soon as I read it, I thought, man, Greg has been right this whole time. Well, obesity that, as a comorbidity. Yeah. It's like the people that are dying from it were obese and, and, and they're speculating. It's still speculation because this is obviously still very new, but that, that, you know, the, the thing that's causing people to die is the fact that they got it and they were obese. The right. obesity is like pushing them over the edge, you know, and, sure. and Greg has said that all along. This is chronic disease, right? So. I, I think if they can do a better job of messaging that, look, we're pushing out this info. It's out on CrossFit.com. You know, we want to get it into the gyms, help you with diet. You know, obviously doing the exercise piece. You know, there's been a lot of jokes running around about the at-home wads, how helpful they are now when everybody was making fun of them. You know, of really starting to get that implemented in the boxes and not viewing the day-to-day CrossFit as the games, which I think a lot of gyms do. And view the day-to-day CrossFit as, you know, we're trying to get you fit, but we're also trying to get you healthy. And I think if they can do that, the three grand is worth it. And then I do think they need to start implementing. I mean, I I hate to speculate on it too much, but I think that, you know, if you can start helping these gyms really understand how to run a business properly, because the truth is they're Mm -hmm. run by 20 somethings in, in a lot of cases. You know, somebody's got to help these guys learn how to do it. Maybe that should be my side gig. I don't know, but Ooh. but uh, yeah, make finances great again. But, um, <laughs> but, but uh, they've got to be prepared for it. Yeah. They're not prepared for it. Like, you know, they, they close for 60 days and all of a sudden they're out of business. Like if you're not prepared for a 60 day downturn, you're screwed, you know, and totally. you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, I say that, you know, three quarters of America wasn't prepared for it either. So it's, well, it's, easy, it's easy for me to say I'm still working. So. Anyway. Right. Right. No, I, I agree with you on the uh, on the messaging part. I just think that you know, the, the 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 problem that I've had, I don't I don't have a problem with the CrossFit Health message. I think it's fantastic, and yeah. I think it's one hundred percent right on. What I've the question I have always asked now for two years is how are you getting that out to the people who need it? Because it's not the people people who are already in affiliates, already doing CrossFit, and already working out, already know all this stuff. How are you communicating outside of the bubble? And I, no one has been able to show me a communication strategy that says, here's doing to reach out to aliens. I think that goes back to the whole, what's, what's that $3,000 doing for me? And if they could, if CrossFit could say, well, we're taking that and we're using it to an outreach program that's going to communicate to people outside your bubble and get them into your gym so you can help them with their chronic disease and with their obesity. Okay. Now I get it, but 
I do, just, just that's no one's getting that message. At least on the affiliate side, I don't think anybody's being told. Here's the strategy. I don't. I, there, how is there a strat? There's no media. So exactly. There can't be a strategy. What, what, I don't know. When did that happen? What? <laughs> what? I like a, to refer to that as the Great Purge. The, the Great Purge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I made a joke at your benefit the other day for that. Actually, I put it on Twitter right on the CrossFit Games feed. I was very proud of myself. They. <laughs> They they put that uh, I don't even remember the joke now I don't remember all my jokes but they it was when they said there are no spectators allowed and I said first they killed regionals then they oh fired, I did that was funny yeah that yeah, was good then they fired the media now they fired yeah. the spectators yeah <laughs> I was just poking the bear man yeah continuously well, poking the bear every now and then you got to give them a little you know Look, you, yeah you got to remind them you're still alive I mean I, like I've said forever I'm a fan but I'm going to critique like. They don't yeah. do everything perfect. They do a lot of things right, but they do not do everything perfect. That's why, like, this whole conversation about the games, like, I wasn't worried about it. Now I'm worried about it thanks to you two. Thanks a lot. Jesus. Well, I'm hoping that there's some sort of something that goes down that can at least not piss off the majority of Because all of us who are fans, like, we want to see something. Like, right. outside of all of the other logistical, yes, we need momentum to keep it going. And, yeah, we got to figure out who's the fittest and all that. But, like, I just want to see see it i want to watch yeah, i want I am, to go obviously i want to do my interviews i want to be right. part of it but like i want to watch i'm hopeful all the fittest people i am hopeful given who the people to whom i have spoken that there is going to be something featuring top athletes that people around the world are going to get to watch now, i don't know how many athletes and i don't know how many events and i don't know how many days but there will be something called the CrossFit Games that features top athletes. Now, I don't know if it's just going to be individuals. I, I'm hopeful that it will be individuals and teams, but there will be something that people will get to see because you can't, like, they have got to stream that event. Like, you, they would be dumb not to, especially for having spectators. And I think that that's a way that, you know, if you're looking for, if you're looking for sponsorship money, if you're mm-hmm. looking for you know, people to get on board with this, you can promise them a captive audience. Like we have no live audience, so we can incorporate you into the broadcast and we can do some sort of activation. And I, yes. I give Roy McKernan a ton of kudos for this. What he was able to, what he did with the sponsors at uh, the Mayhem Classic. Yeah. Brilliant. Get, it bring perfect. them into the stream. It was awesome. It, yeah. and, and I think that that sort of model now is what these events need to start looking at because they still have an audience to deliver a message to. It's not, you know, the, the, the live and in person that isn't going to happen for a little while, but you can still do it online. And especially with the games, with the amount of people who want to watch those top, I mean, think about all the names, the top names that you could get there. Those are the names that people want to see. Those are the names that get eyeballs. So there is an opportunity there. And I think that, you know, the good news is, is that for CrossFit, and Tommy and I have talked about this too, is that everybody, everything you need to pull this off is within driving distance. And I'm talking about from a logistical standpoint. Oh, oh like from equipment to, yeah. From broadcast stuff to, yeah, all that, to personnel. Like you don't need to bring anybody in on a plane. Now, right. Obviously, you have to bring in athletes. And there's still questions, to, are we going to get foreign athletes? I have no idea how things are going to change in the next couple of months. But I do like the fact that they are looking at doing something. And I personally think it could be pretty cool if they pull it off right in Aromas. But I think you need, to me, the sweet spot is you got to bring at least 20 athletes, at least 20 men and 20 women. There's got to be a field. I think that's a really good number that people would really like to watch. For me, you got to bring this one reporter in from the East Coast. For sure. (laughs) Yep. For sure. There'll be a lot of of people clamoring to get get out there. I know, right? I'm just excited, like... I'm excited to see 
what happens with the information that we garner once we figure out who the fittest is in 2020, because I think it's forever going to be this kind of like, well, did Matt, is it, is it his fifth win? Is next, the following year's fifth with the asterisks? Is it like, do we pretend like it never happened or do we factor it in on some weird level? Like see what it does sort of like for the history of the sport yeah, moving forward. How do we look be, at it? There's going to be an asterisk by it. It's just like when you look at uh, seasons in the NFL where, you know, back in the eighties where they had the strike shortened season and they played, I think like 10 games and then they yeah. had the Super Bowl. Like it, yeah. It's just yeah. going to be different. Or, or when, you know, uh, major league baseball or, or the NHL, they had the lockouts and then they got playing later and they played a shortened season. It's just different. They're still the champs. It's just different. Yeah. And you could even say that with the way the, the events being held now with the cuts and all that, it's different than it was two years ago. That's true. That's true too. Just add it to the list yeah. of sort of like changes along the timeline. Right. I'm not worried. I'm honestly not worried about an asterisk for Frazier. I, look, I, I mean, at this point, I'm a fan. I was never a fan before, but now I'm just a fan. I think he's going to go. It wouldn't matter if you had a thousand people there. He's going to go out and sweep it. Right. I could be yeah, wrong. Totally. But yeah. He's as fit as he's ever been. Like, you know, who we Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> you they actually, they could just invite the women and just Matt and just let him run a lap around Aromas. You know, run right. up the hill, Matt, and come back. We'll give you a medal. You'll be you good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I he mean, would I'd hate that. He would hate that. He would hate that because he he only wants to win when he's beating out the absolute right. best. And I really appreciate that about his like sportsmanship. Yeah. And I think that's why you need to get you need to find a way to get the best there. And that might not be possible because of travel restrictions, but you need to get it. You have to have a really good field compete in person. I hope they start with 20. I really do. I'll be interested to see it happen. I mean, I got hate to be the realist here, but we're still talking about major league baseball. It's probably not going to happen. College football is likely not going to happen. Like these are all sports that start right around the time we're talking here. So, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I don't but know. I think that major league baseball is looking at options where they could compete without fans. Well, the Indians have been doing that for years. So that's <laughs> if they can figure out how to pull this off within the regulations in California that are allowed at the time, think about the fact that there'll be one of the first sporting events. I um, said major sporting events to us. It's major, maybe not to the, but one of the, the first sporting events that has the opportunity to broadcast out to people. I mean, I think it could be a huge chance to get eyeballs onto CrossFit that maybe would otherwise not yeah. be so inclined. I think, you know, it's tough because in order to do that, you know, you need to like, you need to advertise like, Hey, we're doing this thing. And I think right. that one of the appeals of the ranch is that it's a private property and it, they, you know, if they do it right, I don't think, and I, I could be totally wrong about this because I, I don't know a lot about it. But if they do it correctly, I don't think they're going to have to apply for a bunch of permits. Really? Jump through a bunch of hoops. Uh. No, because if you bus people in and don't have any mass parking out there, I don't know if you've, uh. if you've ever been to the ranch, but there's a lot of, it's a big open, you know, there's a lot of open space. You just bus people in, have them hang out there, and you don't tell anybody you're doing it. You know, I don't know. It's probably more energy center. Or if they use an actual facility, you know, that was not a private property. Yeah. But like, like, what about all the little things like, like, okay. So all, so 20 athletes, 20 men, 20 women, 10 teams go, are they not allowed to bring coaches? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You um, know what I mean? Cause there, there ends up being all these other people or do they not have like a uh, medical staff oh, or, you know, staff. like yeah, local, 
Well, they're going to have met. I don't mean, yeah. I mean, like outside I, of our volunteers, know. like you probably have to have a permit right. or apply to have like a ambulance on site or police detail or whatever it is, like all that little stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm like, you know, and it's again, too complicated now. we don't know how things are going to change in a couple months. You know, we're right. looking at this through the prism that we're in right now. And if they were trying to pull this off right now in California, it's not going to happen. It just won't. But in a couple months, in September, maybe? Maybe. Who knows? And then you, if Major League Baseball, if they start to play some games and they figure this thing out and the NFL has held a couple preseason games by then, mm-hmm. then maybe it becomes a lot more likely. So I think yeah, it's got to yeah. be wait and see. But I do, I do like the fact that they're saying we are going to do something. You know, and I think that if, it, if, it were, if they get so far down, if, they, if like D-Day approaches here and they just like, you know, we're not going to be able to pull it off. I would like, I would hope that they would just pull the plug and say, we're going to postpone it rather than do something that's going to be a disappointment to a lot of people. Because I think that actually is going to be counterproductive to hold something that isn't that just to hold it and where it's just like, okay, we can say we did it. Why not just say we're going to postpone it and then start fresh uh, with the open whenever you're going to do that and then get people really jazzed up for a full season in 2020. Right. Oh, that's the other that thing be- is if they push it back, then they're running up against the. Right. I think in order to have the games though, that they would be willing to do that. Yeah, totally. And again, like that's, that would be a new starting point because you've had this total black area. Okay. Now you got like dead area and then bam, we have the games and then we're going to keep that momentum right into the open Hmm. and then let's go. So I think that would be okay. And I don't think no, there's going to be a, a whole bunch of them that haven't done anything, haven't done shit for months and couldn't go to games and then are going to be ready for the open. So that's fine. Yeah. Well, we could know. we could just call it the Castro Family Barbecue. Yeah, it's like they did in 2007. You know? Oh my yeah. god! Can we make like T-shirts, like family reunion T-shirts? <laughs> yeah. Just say like yep. Castro Family Barbecue 2020. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I would. That's, <laughs> that's actually a million dollar idea, Nikki. Like we have we have a Trademark, call on TM TM. Yeah, we have a call on Monday with a T-shirt guy. So I think that's our first T-shirt. That's our Cast- first T-shirt. Castro <laughs> Family Barbecue 2020. Yep. <laughs> can oh, we can Lord. we put a picture of Dave with with uh, cornrows on the front? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. No, I think we need to put I mean, a picture of him mean. wearing one of those aprons that's like the dad apron that says like grill master oh, like, or something mm-hmm. on it. God, that would be so funny. I hope we're <laughs> this all has there. been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I you know I'm optimistic that something's going to happen. Um, I just I just don't want it to be like that was not that was disappointing. You know what I mean? Like the, I think I think people need to temper expectations right now. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a full robust games of, you know, hundreds of athletes, you know, just temper your expectations. But I think the good thing is, is that they're committed to getting a good field of a good field of uh, individuals. I don't know about, but I think that that's going to happen. What about you, Nikki? You agree? I agree. I'm in you, agreement. You have an excellent top knot going on today, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I have a, I have um fancy ribbon Ooh, in it. Yeah. I got, I got dressed up for you guys still have not put jeans on though. It is my, I'm committed to this, Sean. I don't know if you know, I'm committed to not wearing denim again until we're out of quarantine. I've done it a couple of times. I just have to feel human every now and then. No, I'm all set. I'm all set with that. (laughs) I've been baking bread and not wearing my jeans and I'm gonna come out of this feeling strong. (laughs) All of that, man. I've been fine. Ass moves mass. So, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real strong at the end of quarantine. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I'm feeling great after quarantine. I'm like working out twice a day. I play guitar a couple hours a day. It's great. This is yeah. perfect life for me. Were you you were just working out at home? Yeah, I've got I've got a full gym here, dude. Like uh, I, his home gym setup is sick. Oh, it's oh, 
Yeah, I've got it. I literally have it all. I mean, I five years ago, I took off from CrossFit for a year and I bought all the equipment. And then since then, I've added a C2 bike and a, you know, I just got the assault bike. I've got a rower and everything I need. So like, I don't need a gym. Screw the pan checks. I don't need those guys. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is with my current situation. I'm, I'm, I am out in my garage sometimes working out at 1030 at night. Yeah. So, but I just, I got to get it in. So Yeah. I've been uh, doing two a days, which has been really fun. And like, I have the time now because I work from home. So I have like an option to be able to get there sooner or stay later or whatever. Um, but I'm making up for, for it with there's nothing wrong with brioche nothing wrong with it no i'm a havarti man myself let me some havarti cheese Ooh, yes cheese mm. is also life hey so we used to end this by like you know saying the next sanctional coming up or the next thing coming up is this and we haven't really had a chance to say uh anything in a while because everything's been hella canceled but i have something Oh, for for once to talk what, about. So, I um, by the way, I don't want to talk about cheese when you're talking about bread. That was weird. Anyway, sorry. Oh, bread and cheese go together. No yeah. worries. No worries at all. Um, so yeah, so I signed up for a really cool uh, online competition. And I know that sort of the world is rife with them right now, but this one's a little bit different. So I, I just wanted to give it a, a quick shout out. It's by a company called She Strong. And it's a four week online competition for women and girls all over the world trying to just like unite all the femininity and badassery in this crazy ass time. And they are um, announcing four workouts on four consecutive Fridays. And then on Saturday, they send out a Zoom link. And on Sunday, women and girls all over the world are going to get together and do it. So the first one is coming up this weekend. And I just thought it was really cool. It's free. It's on competition corner. You can search for it. Um, She's strong. The um, O is a zero on Instagram. If you're looking for it, because every handle in the world is taken. Um, And like, here's the first workout. It's a 20 minute AMRAP of five pushups, 10 sit-ups and 15 air squats. And on the five minute mark, 10 minute mark and 15 minute mark, you stop and do 10 burpees. So it's like a little twist on a classic. And I just think it's neat. I just think it's neat how people are coming together in different ways and, you know, know, having a female centric thing for me, it's kind of bad. It's like this whole thing that's going on. The the social media technology is now being used for good. Yeah. It's not just a stupid waste of time and all that stuff. I mean, there's, there's, it's actually being used to really bring, bring, bring people together in a good way. Yeah. And I haven't seen a ton out there in terms of like for this group or for that group. And obviously like not to, not to exclude any of the men. I love you guys too, but it was just like a cool, I like the awesome. message. I like the message and I like, you know, the idea of bringing women and there's different, um, different categories. And one of them is for like young girls, like teen girls too, mm-hmm. to get involved, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It is nice to see social media being used for good. Like I got invited to a a zoom workout this morning for some gym in Canada. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, this is being used for good. So I showed up with no pants on because I figured, you know, it's being used for good. So I want (laughs) to run it a little bit. Yeah. On their parade. (laughs) Thank God for them. It had double unders in the wad. So that was even better. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will say it's, I've done, I've done two or three zoom workouts with gyms just, I did one with the gym in Washington and this one in Canada and it's really cool. Like, you know, it's cool to get to see people in other communities, see what they're working on, what they're doing, see how they interact. You know, there was some guy in the, in the workout today. It was his first time doing CrossFit. And when it was over, I've got a photo of him. Like he's literally laying on the ground about to puke, you know, 
And so to get to see somebody <laughs> nice. to see someone's first time of nearly dying is was like kind of priceless, you know. And and that part has been exceptionally cool. I hope we keep that somehow. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I do too. I was actually I took part in uh, Tanya Wagner's gym across at Apex had their twelve yes. twelve year anniversary. And she asked me if I would come in um, and give like a three, two, one for a, a workout they're doing. They were doing a workout like every hour on the hour. They had a like, workout people could come in and do depending on what your schedule was. And it was great. Like they had like 20 people on and they're all hanging out in their, their houses or outside their driveways and garages. Like it was just, it was a blast. Like I was really kind of blown away by the, by all the positivity on there and how much people were really enjoying it. And yeah, I hope that. I hope that we remember through all this like how important it is to be able to just be together and see each other and say hi and you know, high five and give people hugs and, and how much that, that really goes towards making us happy people. Oh, speaking of Tanya, who's like part of the OG media crew, I had a Zoom call yesterday with like our OG. I saw that. I'm oh like, my God. why did I not get this memo? I don't, how did, well, so it was the Zoom invite came from Jeremy Austin in... Uh, Australia. So I'm sure that he might have missed people and the uh, timing was way (laughs) off all over the world. But it was like Jeremy, uh, Ted Ramey, Brandon Domain was on there. Logan was on there. Ryan, Canada Ryan was on there. Nick Zielinski was on. I mean, like all these people who I haven't seen in ages who are like our OG little crew. And I know that um, that uh, Jeremy gave a shout out to you, Sean, too, for bringing us all together. Oh, no, so many years ago, I've been like a big family ever since then. So it was always nice fun to, to bring someone new on board because yeah, yeah, we had a good, we had a really good group. We did oh, memories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll cut it there. Cut that out. Cut my singing out. I'm actually going to, I'm going to lead the entire podcast with <laughs> <Yeah>. you singing. <laughs> That's going to be our intro music from now on. That's so good. good. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna write a little song and make you sing it. Do it. Yeah. You guys should you guys should have like an opening jingle or something. And, well, I should at least put my music to greatest. <laughs> no, please God, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I know John is actually the musician. Can we please not? Because we're like, you know, we have those two subscribers, our moms right now. <laughs> yeah. Your mom would love to hear you them. sing, Nikki. Trust me. Oh god, she would. good lord. She would love that. All right. Well, Sean, it's been fun. I appreciate you being on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Like I said, I've been looking forward to this all week. Great to see you guys. Thank you so much. This is fun. Anytime. Always a good time. All right, guys. Well, I'll let you guys, uh, we'll let Sean get back to his new balances and his dad life. And uh, Nikki can get back to singing and drinking her basic, basic bitch drink, whatever she's drinking right now. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, we appreciate you guys being on. And for everyone listening, thanks for uh, tuning in. We will uh, we'll be back shortly. And you guys take care. All right. Well, that was fun, Nikki. So uh, we promised everybody that we'd give a little more details on uh, these bath salts and your shower ritual. So uh, <laughs> My bathing habits. <laughs> your bathing habits. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically these coach soak mineral bath salts are what you can use for a 20 minute, nice relaxing situation in your tub. Um, they're made of a combination of magnesium flakes and mineral rich dead sea salt. That's more effective than Epsom salt alone. And Epsom salt alone can sometimes leave your skin dry or flaky. And since it's still basically winter here in New England, that is like the worst thing that could happen to me right now. Um, but the nice thing is that coach soak adds coconut oil to keep your skin soft. So 
It's got 21 essential minerals, including sodium, calcium, and potassium. And you don't want to miss your opportunity to soak your life away, just like me. Like that, I thought I'd give them a new tagline, soak your life away. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to keep that forever, I'm sure. I'm sure their marketing team's just racing to put that on something. I'm sure they're never going to call us again. (laughs) Yeah, well, the rest of you guys can uh, take advantage of this again at CoachSoak.com, C-O-A-C-H-S-O-A-K.com. Make sure you use our promo code MPGA at checkout. They're going to give you 15% off your first order. And then uh, you'll also get free shipping on all orders and a hundred percent money back guarantee.